Hi, everyone, and welcome to another really exciting episode of Voice of Crypto's podcast, where we bring interesting interesting guests from the Web3 crypto and blockchain space. And today we have with us a really special um, founder director duo. We have um, Alfredo and Aranda with us, and it's great to have the two of you here on Voice of Crypto's channel finally. And um, it's great that Alfredo is able to join us despite his health being a little... <laughs> it's edgy, <laughs> but I'm getting better, so that's good. <laughs> We hope that you get better really soon. So thank you so much for joining us, both of you. And I would request you to please introduce yourself. We can um, have Rhonda introduce her first and then Alfredo. ladies first. Thank you. Uh, my name is Rhonda Scalera. I'm an art curator, a consultant, and I work uh, trying to bridge contemporary art and digital art. Um, with Alfredo, uh, we are on some projects. Uh, one is the uh, most important is the Infinity Art Museum. Uh, is a contemporary art museum on the metaverse. And uh, for the 2024, uh, we will be the curator for the Decentral Art Pavilion. It's the first digital pavilion during the Venice Biennale. Wow, sounds amazing. Alfredo. Um, my, my name is Alfredo Camerotti. I'm, uh, um, I'm the other half of the curatorial duo, so to speak. <laughs> and uh, I'm, uh, I'm an art curator and, uh, and a writer. And um, I, I direct uh, most in the Contemporary Art Museum in the UK, which is actually a physical contemporary mm -hmm. art museum. Um, but uh, I work in the space with Aronda. Uh, for a few years now, uh, since a few years, uh, doing the Infinita Museum with her and uh, and um, the Central Art Pavilion for Venice next year, but also other exhibitions and platforms like uh, we just did an exhibition in Dubai at the Art in Space um, uh, for the Boulevard uh, Festival of Digital Arts during the Art Dubai Week. And uh, we co-founded Multiplicity, which is a curatorial and publishing platform that promotes and highlights um, diversity uh, for, for the artists and, and the artistic practice in, in the digital space. And uh, so we, we are doing kind of a lot of things and presentations and lectures Talk. and talks and whatever. Um, and uh, yes, and we still have fun doing it. So we'll keep doing it. <laughs> That's great. As long as you have fun doing what you're doing, it's all great. So both of you are pretty renowned art curators and you've been in this space for quite some time. So my first question would be, uh, how did you decide to enter the space of digital art collectibles and what was the turning point of your journey before anything like Web3 came up? Hmm. Shall yeah, I start? That... Or, no, you do it. Uh... Can you start and then, yeah. Um, then I start like uh, three years ago. Uh, meantime, I lived, I used to live in, in Dubai uh, because here there is a huge hub about digital and crypto and blockchain and everything. At the time I worked, I used to work only in, uh, in contemporary art, but because here there is a, a huge community, at one point, they involved me in this community, and I start uh, to to curate, to to study digital art, to research about digital art, 
And uh, at one point I find myself to organize exhibition to meet artists. And uh, for me it was really excited to be there and uh, discover and have new knowledge uh, in art. Wow. For me, it was, um, it was a past that started um, years ago with, with what used to be called new media. Uh, because I, I kind of come from a design environment um, and then I went into curating and um, so I always had some sort of a food in the art and the food somewhere else yeah. and that someone else at the time was was new media, um, online projects, uh, net art, uh, film, video for instance um, and then slowly it, it was kind of a natural progression to become more and more interesting in digital arts, obviously, um, because new generation of artists are using uh, new tools and new technology. Uh, so as a curator, I think it's important actually to uh, pay attention to those practices, emergent practices that are coming up. And, uh, and, and when we met actually through colleagues and uh, we, we actually realized that we were sharing really the same passion in terms of digital arts. Each of us had, had their own curatorial practice in real life, so to speak. Um, but then we joined forces for, for the digital part of it. And, uh, and yes, and here we are a few years later. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. So, so three, two to three years is a long time in this space. I mean, any other space, you'd still be considered beginners. But yeah, you're almost a veteran with this space not being more than 10 years old, so to say. So um, I'm sure a lot has changed in the last two to three years. What, according to you, have been the major shifts that you have witnessed with your own eyes? Um, then for me, now, compared with the beginning, mm -hmm. there is much more inclusivity, more transparency and kind of regulation, because some of government, they are trying to give some rules uh, compared for the beginning. It was like a far west, mm. but the path yeah. is still long. Absolutely. Yeah, interesting. You mentioned that we next week, actually, we will, is it next week? Yes, we will present at the old, ah, parliamentary, yeah. old party parliamentary group uh, uh, about Metaverse and Web3. And I think it's important to actually put there some sort of a benchmark also in terms of uh, what sort of a government regulations, how, to, to what extent they should actually you know, have some sort of a say in terms of standard and, and ethical procedures and protocols and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, for me, what shifted actually is also, I can, um, maybe it's a sweeping generalization, so forgive me in advance, no but way. I think uh, uh, three, uh, three or four years ago, there were really kind of a parallel tracks. Mm. Uh, one was contemporary art and one was digital art. And the two things didn't really mix up. Uh, artists very rarely kind of overlapped the two. Curators never did. Mm -hmm. um, and and uh, institutions even less. Yeah. And and now there is slowly some sort of a convergence. I, I don't know if I would call it a shift, but we notice actually uh, with the artists we are working with and the commission we get as curators yeah. that more and more artists want on not only to have the 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 experience of a curated narrative online but also in real life so this hybrid model of presenting a cultural product so to speak a, a cultural narrative it's important 
and um, and and equally those actually uh, artists who really were rooted in you know studio practice and artist studios and galleries based exhibitions and physical space exhibitions they are looking much more into how they could expand their their their, their practice uh, into the realm of digital and and that's where we can help as curators because there are not many curators as well bridging the two as Oronda mentioned earlier because it's uh, it's still kind of a native type of expansion of the curatorial practice uh, mm -hmm. to, to to bridging the two because you can you can import and export you know you can you can mm -hmm. transfer know-how uh, mm -hmm. but you know it, it takes time to understand how and 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 why and to what sort of a to what aim Absolutely. So both of you work really closely with artists um, and artists who have been in traditional artists, not digital artists, so to say. And you've also co-founded a firm that sort of helps artists um, uh, move on from uh, sort of move on from the traditional art space or from more or less Web 2 to Web 3. So if as a beginner, an artist uh, wants to transition into this space, how would that convergence work for them? And how would, uh, let's say, US curators aid that journey of an artist? Uh, first of all, uh, if a let's say, if a contemporary artist, uh, uh, they, they want uh, to bridge this world, their artwork, um, they have to have a sense uh, to make this, this uh, transition because there are a lot of artists that think that uh, being uh, crypto and NFT is easy and uh, they can get a lot of money, but it's not like that. Uh, you have to create a sense, a meaning behind. Hmm. Yeah it's, it's, yeah, it's very true. It's, it's actually fundamental to engage uh, in a conversation with the artists and for artists engage in a conversation with curators. Yeah. There's still a relatively lack of curatorial scholarship in the space. Yeah, um, and uh, because there are still very few curators actually <laughs> can bring in the know-how from, from another sector, which is contemporary art, for instance. Yeah. And uh, and so this this you know curators are helpful in you know creating the narrative for the work of the artist, framing it in a certain way, culturally, historically, uh, future-wise, uh, with with different references to different sectors of society. This is all things that a curator can help with because it it at the end it it, it basically present and it plays the 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 artist the artist the artist work in a in a certain sort of a context Absolutely. and uh, and to get this sort of a context right uh, i think is it essential that the artist knows why he wants to explore the digital space specifically or the you know his work through digital means uh, and not just for the sake of it i mean it's experimentation is is you know kind of a sacrosanct so there's nothing wrong with that uh, but it, it needs to to have a certain drive and it needs to have a certain sort of a purpose mm. uh, as an expansion of their activities, I would say. Practically, practically, we can say, I can say that we're struggling, like curator, when some artists are from contemporary art, they have to price 
their yeah. art work in NFT because they want to make some art high price, no, Alfredo? How many times? Yeah, that's that, uh, yeah, it's all that, that, some some crazy price that are not real, and then we are, we struggling to convince them that they cannot put like million. They have to put like a, a normal price. Yeah, one thousand. Yeah, because it, it's uh, it, it has to reflect their work somehow. So it's yeah. all. An expansion of their work is not just you know something out of the blue so it has to reflect the the career to that point and the the, the trajectory to that point and what kind of a collectors they 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 are appreciated uh, from what kind of a you know institution are are interested in their work so it's all things that it needs to be considered somehow and and that's and that's how we can help actually that's 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 the the mm. curatorial scholarship so to speak in terms of creating yeah. the context for the artistic world do artists need to have like a concrete reason for for moving on from just painting on a canvas to actually creating digital collectibles good question I, yeah i don't uh, think they have to have a specific reason but i think they have the the artists have almost a duty to experiment yeah makes sense makes a lot and of that's sense. and that's all good you know it's uh, it's not that oh you never done digital before you shouldn't do it no no absolutely i mean i think we we're very welcome sort of a uh, initiative to explore um opportunities and channels hmm. but well what is critical as Aurondo was saying before is that what is the trajectory they want to 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 be on so Absolutely. what does it mean to embrace digital sort of arts in, re mm. in reflection to what they've done so far is it an expansion is just a change of direction is something that they want to try and see how it works and then reflect on it it's something is a conversation they have to have with themselves first and then with the curators that's my opinion at least i don't know if you have any other yeah, thought about it um, so I was also wondering how contemporary art in the digital world is working out as a sector, because we do know that music NFTs or um, let's say sports NFTs like NBA Top Shots did pretty good. And that's pretty much what the sector was about initially when we look at digital collect collectibles or NFTs. But only very recently have we seen um, more contemporary artists get into the space and, you know, the sector just moving from hype to art, in fact, because before that, um, NFTs and digital collectibles were called merely PNGs and um, people couldn't even make sense of what these things are. And yet they were priced at millions of dollars. But now we're seeing a more art angle to NFTs and more artists entering this space. So, yes, how is contemporary art as a digital format working out? And does it have a, does it stand a chance to sort of grow as a sector, it, much like music NFTs or sports NFTs did? Then at the beginning, like you said, uh, they, they work in a parallel world. Uh, and now there are a lot of museums, for example, that they are trying to expand their collection with NFT. Then for that reason, there are a lot of attention. Some artists want to enter now this world. Absolutely. I, I like your uh, your statement, Varuni, from, from hype to art. That that can we borrow for an exhibition title? I, I think it's great. <laughs> Please, uh, we'll, we'll, yeah. give you, we'll give you the full credit. <laughs> 
He's good. It's a great, it's a great summer. Um, I, I think there is a, a growing tendency, uh, simply because we believe that digital art is an expansion of contemporary art, uh, as the contemporary was an expansion of the modern arts, as the modern arts movement was an expansion of the classical arts. So it is a journey, and uh, it's uh, it, it's it, it's something that they will go ahead uh, regardless, because there are new generation of artists and. Uh, and for them is just natural working from a laptop and lines of codes rather than canvas and marbles or whatever so it's uh it's it will inevitably actually be part and uh, you know we were mentioning before this kind of slow convergence yeah. so there will be this it, it will take time so obviously as you did time it took time ages actually for i don't know photography or to be part of the contemporary art world or for video, you know, it's 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 all kind of a matter of technology being um, uh, experimented by artists and then entering the mainstream field somehow. Yeah, and, and even it's a mix because now the new generation, they are nomad, then they travel all the time for them uh, using computer phone, it's much more easier that use a um, no, then make paint or a sculpture or wherever. Yeah, no, makes a lot of sense. Plus, it's just the medium that is changing. The message and the art still remains the same, right? Um, yeah. Alfredo said that he was um, juggling around new media and then this world of web yeah. came. And now you're, we're all here. Um, photography took its own good sweet time and uh, art has constantly evolved as the medium of expression has so now it's a little uh, pivoted towards digital but it definitely is an extension of uh, the contemporary art space that there is so um, there are a lot of good things happening in this space and quite a bit of technologies uh, whether we talk about the emergence of AI with um, the concepts of Web3 or Web2 or um, other such you know revolutionary technologies that are uh, that we see in the space today so what are some of the most um, so to say, what are the two things that are really good and that you're really hopeful about? They can be technologies or just products or services that you guys are really keen on. Then for me, for example, metaverse and the AI uh, are going to change the world. Uh, metaverse, because it is a space, is an infinity space, then you can put everything that you think that can you imagine for the creativity of an artist was mean? You can create on Metaverse wherever you want. It's not only a paint or a sculpture. You can build a space that is a space of your mind and your mind don't have limits. That's it. Absolutely. And, uh, and the eye is only a, a tool of human. Then with the eye you can create. It's not that the eye um, is the creator. This is a completely wrong. Mm, no, no, way. well said. Yeah. yeah, metaverse and AI probably are the two are the two key elements we are uh, looking um, towards. Actually, 
I, I, I mentioned sometimes that Aurun, that you, you, you had this vision of in, in, in a few years, everyone will have their own metaverse. It will be almost individual metaverse connected with each other, yeah. interoperable yeah. to each other, which is a great vision, I think. It's, uh, and, uh, and, and I think, you know, that's, it's AI with the generative art and, uh, and, and not only, I think it's, it's uh, um, a tool and, uh, and, uh, an instrument for 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 creativity, which has really untapped potential, and um, and uh, it will be tapped. Um, okay. And uh, it's actually probably, you know, kind of a, it, it will be more a struggle for us curator to keep up with the sort of experimentation and development uh, of ideas rather than for artists themselves, because you know, we are the one who needs to create the context. <laughs> so the artists just do the work. <laughs> so. <laughs> So I do have a follow-up question on that. In fact, so as curators, what are some of the typical challenges that you face? Um, also being your species, being the few that you are, I'm sure it must be a challenging task to you know, accomplish or curate uh, the right kind of art for the right kind of people and artists. So if you could just talk about a few challenges that you get these days out. Uh, yeah, um, then for sure at the beginning for us was to uh, try to figure out which were the artists with value because there are an infinite number of NFT artists and uh, decide selecting some artists that are really have a value for us or understand their value was a, a challenger for us. Yeah. Now it's much more different because now the, then all, we know all the artists, we know about contemporary, um, about crypto and blockchain, because you have to have even knowledge about uh, economy, crypto, blockchain, that are not artistic things. Yeah, um, that's, economic very, that's, things are... that's very true. That's very true. It was a learning, a very steep learning curve, actually, for us as a curator, because you, you deal with... Uh, uh, procedures and and processes and approaches which are you know not artistic not even mediatic if you want they are kind of a steeped into and rooted into into economy into into financialization into you know fractalization decentralization it's all this kind of a vocabulary and and technology that's as a curator you have to learn if you want to be in the space because that's what artists talking about and that's that language mm -hmm. uh, of those working in the space so as a you know you, you have to sustain the conversation and it's it's great because it's uh it's part curiosity for for us it's it's really we were we are both quite curious anyway so it's uh it's it, it was an amazing sort of a journey that opened up um but in terms of challenges as well it's uh well, security. Talking about you know all this thing, it's it's one thing for sure. Um, in terms of you know scams and counter scams and uh, and whatever not, and that ties into the um, government's type mm. of regulation. And we know very well that you know decentralization is kind of a, the opposite of regulation in a way, or <laughs> or centralized regulation. Yeah. So the, the two needs to, to, to reach a balance at some point. Yeah. There must be some sort of a regulation protection for, 
for users actually in place uh, um, still guaranteeing some form of a uh, um, uh, peer-to-peer and and decentralized sort of a um, approach because that's 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 the basics of the blockchain actually technology. Mm-hmm. Other challenges, Aurora. What what can what can what have we seen actually practically? Um, uh, maybe maybe um, uh, the the museum that they are trying to build a, a collection. Uh, they need for sure some more consultancy about yeah yeah that's very because that's they, very they, they just start about and they don't know exactly they don't understand exactly this new world no, then sometimes for them it's hard to build a, a meaning collection it's true and we we work uh, uh, with the plus state network in the uk which is the main network of museums of modern and contemporary art and uh, we organize a, a, a webinar on the NFT in cultural institute, the role of the NFT in cultural institution. We have another couple planned for the metaverse and AI. And we witnessed that actually, you know, uh, all the directors of the institution were there at the webinar and the chief curators and chief development officer, whatever. Um, but very few have done anything because there was a lack of in-house expertise and resources. And, and actually, to be fair, I don't know, maybe kind of is a bit controversial here, but you know, <laughs> when we work with artists, sometimes uh, artists themselves, they don't have that kind of a technological expertise right. that you would expect from a digital art. Mm-hmm. They very much rely on, on, on developers. Uh, on on the tech part, let's say of the the galleries or the platform of the institution or the or the curators to actually make it happen, mm-hmm. which is an it is an interesting thing. It you know it doesn't really happen in the contemporary world that an artist doesn't know how to do the work. You know they 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 create a structure to do it, and that happens in the digital world as well. But you know it's it's interesting to to see how does these things are are progressing. Well, that is like another added layer of skill that you need to acquire. See, not just an understanding of art and crafts, <laughs> but also tech. So um, you did talk about quite a few challenges that the artists also face. So probably if you could delve, since you guys work very closely with artists, uh, what are some of the key challenges that artists face before sort of entering this space? One would absolutely be that they are not that familiar with the tech, um, rely more on developers. And I think you also mentioned how um, the space still is very susceptible to a lot of scams or security breaches. So, I mean, are there any few right off the top of your head? Then for sure it's about technology, how to face for uh, with technology. But for me, the most important thing is uh, that Contemporary artists, they need to know the community, the NFT community, that is really important to be accepted from this community. Uh, because, you know, uh, NFT community, they talk about, they try to figure it out how uh, to be more inclusive. And um, in contemporary art, doesn't exist this community. There are curators museum, gallery, and everyone are not 
connected so much like the NFT community. I don't know what you think, Alfredo. Yeah, there is a difference there, definitely. Um, uh, probably there is a grain of competition as well going on there. Um, in terms of you know artists when you when when you're a contemporary artist in the classical term let's say you go from you know art school let's say to artist studio to artist run space to a small gallery to big gallery to institution to collectors and blah 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 mm -hmm. and uh, and each of these stages you do it almost by yourself you don't read I mean you 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 work collaboratively at some point when you do group show for instance or you run an artist run space but you know, it's it's very limited somehow in in the space and in the digital space in the web three space, the community is much stronger. Mm -hmm. There, you know, the, the first collectors of an art or a digital artist or web or an NFT artist is is their peers, mm -hmm. so, and that becomes a, a very very strong bond, awesome. which is difficult to replicate in contemporary art. Hmm. No, that does make a lot of sense. If if we had to talk about a few things in the space in the web3 blockchain or crypto space that could have been better uh what would they be if, like, let's say you had a magic wand to turn it all over uh, what would be the few things that you'd really want um to work on in terms of either the tech or the development or communities either with a magic wand um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, um maybe i think that uh, to make some things better in this sector for sure people have to study and to research a lot from i can say from contempt for the point of view of contemporary art uh, mm -hmm. then for sure gallery museum and curator they have to bring their knowledge they have to bring new knowledge and uh, it, you need time, you need year to understand how, then, uh, yes, for sure, this is one of the main points. Mm. Yeah. With a, with a magic wand, I would say maybe <clears throat> one of the drawbacks, actually, of the, of the crypto space is, uh, is that uh, in, in art, let's say, in relation to art, is that, um, you know, it has been populated initially by 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 tech and uh, and finance uh, people, and uh, so that that suddenly actually they exploded, and that became very very suspicious from the cultural world. So mm -hmm. that's that's mm -hmm. the two track that we were starting. We were talking at the beginning, you know, the parallel track. So you have this incredible bouillon sort of a incredibly successful world of, of of crypto what comes from finance and tech and the mm -hmm. tech bro as well culture which is true and uh, and on the other side you have the 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 cultural i wouldn't say elites but like looking a bit down so what is this thing actually mm -hmm. and uh, which they're embedding the 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 gatekeeping of of uh, what is culture what is art for future generation mm -hmm. and these things really collided and and that's all the skepticism it, it, it's it's coming from so if i had a magic wand i would say that probably the crypto um crypto art i, I would have kind of a, it would have started much more from the cultural sector rather than the technological and financial sector that would be much, it would have been much more smoother journey 
because everyone would have seen values in that in terms of culture before finance. No, no, uh, but sense. you know, we are talking about the magic wand here. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But be, because, for example, some of the other problems is that um, some collector about digital art on NFT, uh, they don't know anything about contemporary art. They don't have any knowledge about. Then sometimes it's, it's hard to explain them the value uh, and other things. Yes, no. I have to delve right to the basics of it. For them, uh, sometimes for them it's only number and financial stuff. <laughs> but you know, the cultural validation is uh, is a long process. It's uh, if we think about what we value now as art and culture you know, of, you know, ancient Greek, for instance, is very clear uh, why we value or, or ancient South American civilization and, and all the things they did. But, you know, it's, it's, it has kind of a, uh, it is a process they went through actually millennium and, uh, and, mm. and, and scholarship and history and narration and mediation, sometimes wrong, sometimes totally with a Western perspective. And mm. uh, so, no doubt. So this is a very exciting opportunity because we have here the a whole generation of artists and a whole sort of a setup of technology and development who actually can create uh, artworks and cultural work for future generation on a very on a much more horizontal and uh, and uh, equity equity sort of a basis. Um, and because the validation is a peer validation, first of all, then is 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 actually quite an interesting. I'm very, very excited, actually, opportunity. Absolutely. So um, last year, and this, this I, I would just wrap up with two final questions. Yeah. And, um, uh, one would be last year, which is which was 2022, was uh, quite, uh, so to say, tumultuous. There were a lot of upswings, a lot of scams, large-scale scams, which sort of gave this bad rapport to this space, right? So are you hopeful about 2023 and um, what are you hopeful of and what would be your, I think predictions would be a wrong word, but what are your hopes for this year? You go first. <laughs> <laughs> you go first. <laughs> then for me, for example, for this year, for sure, uh, the metaverse and the AI, uh, will be the main point for the Web3 space uh, and uh, we will have the possibility, like uh, you said before, Alfredo, to everyone at one point to have their metaverse. Then we will have like a, a digital twin uh, about ourselves in a digital world that probably will be more real than our real <laughs> world. <laughs> Because more real, no, more real than real. Yeah, more real than real. It's like a mirror, no? It's uh, where you mm. can project all yeah. your uh, desire, idea, um, dream, all your dream. Um, for me, uh, casting an eye on the future, I would say um, culture for sure will be more hybrid mm -hmm. um, in terms of, you know, artists will conceive artwork and, and channels for their work uh, in a much broader sort of a um, spectrum in a way. So it will be in real life, it will be online, it will be 
generated through algorithms. They will be actually sculptured. They will be um, made by themselves or uh, or crowdsourced or made in collaboration with a huge number of people. All these sorts of uh, different ways of conceiving artworks and and presenting them, it will they will be explored and which means that actually for, for us as a curator and for the institutions actually who we stage those work, it will be um, a much challenging but a much more exciting and diverse uh, ways of, of uh, uh, mediating culture mm -hmm. uh, because it will take places, uh, it will take <clears throat> place in, in different ways but at the same time. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, and we, we have spoken about institutions playing a key role in the development of the tech and in fact the acceptance of the tech so do you think this year would be a lot better or worse in terms of institutional adoption uh, for me it would be much more better because last year they uh, just start their journey then there was the ICA from Miami uh, Louvre, Louvre? No, maybe Louvre is not the Pompidou. No, the Pompidou, yes. And, and uh, the yeah, Sama... they, they acquired, yeah. And the even, even MoMA, MoMA in New York, they acquired some new and uh, digital. Yeah, and Lacma. Yeah. In there are a, a few institutions who actually are opening up their uh, yeah. their expert their collection management, let's say, and uh, and expertise to 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 expand into digital arts. And uh, very few still uh, worldwide, but you know it's again is a journey. Um, then this thing will trickle down to other institutions, and uh, and in time there will be the in-house expertise for this institution to commission, for instance, uh, digital artworks, not only collected. So you commission, you you present it to the public, you you distribute, you make it accessible to all, you collect part of it you pass to future generation that that's an important development so yes i think there will be more and more mm. hopefully and on that optimistic note i would request you guys to please um, put forward any closing thoughts that you might have anything that you would want to share with our viewers oh closing thoughts um mm -hmm. um one thing that we are experimenting, can I say maybe Arun, that we didn't talk about this one before, but we are working mm -hmm. on a big project, uh, which is called Web2Verse. Mm -hmm. It's a spoiler. It's a, spoiler. <laughs> it's a bit of a spoiler, <laughs> <laughs> but the, which is kind of a sort of a worldwide um, wow. exhibition and activation formats. Uh, it happens in different continents, in different cities. We're not saying where and how and when, uh, but the, the 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 good thing that the good thing I think the the exciting thing that we come up with, we're working us and and as a curator Valentina Catricala and a number of uh, associate curators in different places because we thought actually that there is the whole narrative about you know how we came from web to verse. Mm -hmm which it, it's, it will be impossible to stage in one go, in one single exhibition is, is a too big task. So breaking down that task and distributing geographically and working geographically with different people, we kind of uh, made it manageable and much more exciting. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we are basically, uh, we had this huge pool of artists, more than 100 artists, but each of the iteration of the project will be 
um, including a different, a different set of artists, like 15, 20, 25. It will be co-curated in local with the, with the associate curator, with the responding to the place where it is staged. So it's, it's something that it's, uh, it's, it's, it's not at all a touring exhibition and is not at all one-off exhibition. It's, a, it's an umbrella concept which is articulating in different ways according to the location. And I think this is maybe, I don't know, I wonder what you think. For me, it's a kind of a way to find different ways of working curatorially uh, in the space because it's uh, globally working globally, globally for yeah. the but for real uh, yeah and it's both in real life and is online you have this this incredible opportunity to work with incredible artists but also how do you actually uh, create uh, a strong sense of purpose locally mm -hmm. and and that's where you know we we work with these other people as well and because uh, mm -hmm. which are colleagues and which we, we respect it very much so this is something that it's uh, maybe a new format, maybe some sort of a halfway experimentation and and uh, and, uh, and and sort of a blockbuster in a way. Yeah. Um, but but because with this exhibition, basically, we are trying to predict the future, to have like a global vision. It's not only our vision or two curators. Because in general, in contemporary art, you curate an exhibition, there is one curator, two curator, and that's it. But this is involved like curator all around the world. Mm. So that that's the spoiler, basically. <laughs> that's the spoiler, yes. <laughs> really, really excited for this. And I hope and I know that this will be a great success for you guys. And um, any sort Thank of you. help you need from Voice of Crypto, we're always here. <laughs> Thank you very much, Valerie. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and I do wish you all the very best for this. Uh, this was a great chat indeed. And I'm so happy that Aronda and Alfredo, you were able to join. It's really early for um, both of you, actually. But thanks again for joining us today. <laughs> <laughs>